Welcome back to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and I am just overly ecstatic about this episode. Um, I've known this gentleman for a few years. I've got to talk to him very briefly over the, over the course of the last several years, but this guy is an just, if you don't know who he is, you need to be following him on all of his businesses, first off, and him as a person. Um, he's a co-founder, he's a CEO and founder of Verve Systems, LLC. He's a uh, one of our nation's heroes. He's a United States Air Force veteran. He's a serial entrepreneur, which I absolutely love. He is the author of Stop Whining, Start Winning uh, 2.0, and that's the book that I, I just recently read. Um, and it's the workbook edition. We'll get into that. He is a top corporate and sports relationship specialist. He's a godly man. He's an inspiration to many. So without further ado... Uh, Tim Clund, how are you, T- TK? We call you TK. Yep, yo, TK, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to have you on my uh, phone answer machine, so you can just do that every time. <laughs> That's great PR right there, brother. Appreciate it. I've done it once or twice, so... <laughs> Um, hey man, I, listen, man. And I'm, I, in my, and I'm in my home away from home office today, as you as you can tell. I mean, we're getting a remodel done, and you know, like any remodel, should have been done a few days ago. And uh, man, we've got we're just moving stuff from bedroom to bedroom. Guys are in there clinking, yeah, and clanking, and so it's like, you know what? Let's go to the second home office, the vehicle to have this call. So right. I apologize about the background today, but um, oh well, we'll get to it. That, we don't need nobody cares about nah, that. No, no, wor- no worries. They can't do. We're we're doing the audio here t- today anyway, so it, it's all good. Oh, good, even better. There even we go. Better, <laughs> so um, I'm going to dive right into it. Just to, for those that don't know you, TK, yep. t- tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, the, re- the the most simplest thing is, honestly, I'm just an ordinary uh, individual with a bunch of uh, amazing, amazing, extraordinary uh, friends. I mean, that's really what it sums up. Uh, my relationships um, within the uh, corporate community, the sports, the uh, film industry. Um, I'm just overly blessed to have a bunch of friends that have allowed me to do a lot of really cool things in my life and help, help me expand my brand uh, with my own company. So um, nothing in particular besides just great friends it's what what really made tk who he is tk let me ask you this like it, it, it amazes me your large network how did you get started into that did you just wake up one morning and you say you know what this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna do relationships i'm gonna work on relationships with people i'm gonna get to know as many people as i, I mean how did that walk us through what what how did that start no you know? honestly uh not at all i mean um you know i've just always been somebody that always have a ton of great friends and great relationships i mean from kindergarten all the way up and through the military. And, um, when I moved to, uh, moved down here to Dallas, Fort Worth in 98, I, I mean, I didn't know anybody. Uh, I, literally the guy who brought me down from a corporate standpoint was in Austin. I was running two stores for a fortune 500 company, Oakland homes. Didn't have, didn't know anybody, met my wife, just ordinary Joe blow, honestly. And, um, you know, the guy sitting at the very top, top seat in the old cowboy stadium with my son watching the games and we were excited to even be able to be on the top row. And, uh, and that was before we had the jumbotron. So you really had to get your binoculars <laughs> out to see the game back then, but, um, no, no, nothing particular. Then uh, I was in a car accident in 2000 and, um, had my face redone on my 30th birthday. And while I was sitting at home waiting for the bells to go off in my head, I was watching Jerry Maguire one day and my wife came in and, you know, and at that point I was a district manager running 12 stores and, um, you know, seven days a week and nonstop, 14, 16 hour days. And the money was good, but, you know, I just kind of realized, you know, I'm too, I'm too uh, young to fill this out. And it wasn't even about the money for me anymore. I really want to do something that 
I thought would be fun. And I was watching Jerry Maguire. My wife came home and um, she was asking me like, hey, are we, you know, what's your plans? You going back to Oakwood? What are we doing? And I was like, mm, I don't think so. I'm, I'm just done with it. And I think I'll be at Jerry Maguire. And she was like, oh my God, like you have literally hit your head way too hard. You, uh, you know, you're not college educated. You don't even know an athlete. You don't even know a celebrity. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I think it'd be fun. And fast forward, um, probably not even I don't know, 90 days, 120 days later, three or four months later, um, I went to work back in the corporate world as a VP. And uh, I went to a restaurant to meet somebody. I was there early. Um, he was probably on time, running a little bit late, just bellied up at the bar, met, um, there was another guy about one bar stool over. And he asked me if I want to do a shot with you. I'm like, absolutely, let's do one. And uh, did a shot and having cocktails and started chatting. And he asked me what I did. And I asked him what he did and told me he was retired. And I was like, man, pretty young to be retired. So I played like eight years in the NFL and what's your name? He's Lemuel Stinson. I was like, Lemuel Stinson from the Bears number 32. He's like, man, you know me. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm a big Bears fan. And so anyway, it kind of went from there and uh, gave my card. Didn't think twice about it. Guy showed up and went and went and had my dinner with my friend. And uh, about two weeks later, Stinson called me and was like, hey, I want you to handle all my stuff. And at first I was like, you know, so here's my Jerry Maguire moment. And honestly, I was I was like, man, I'm not your guy. And he was like, no, you are my guy. And whatever we do, I'll split with you 50 50. And I'm like, man, you keep it all. Like if you're willing to take a chance, let's go. And yeah, he and I started doing a lot of stuff here at DFW. And, and again, being a Chicago bear here in Dallas, getting a lot of uh, opportunities, you know, other people started being, you know, like, Hey, how you, where are you getting this? Where you get that game? Where you get that? And so he just started introducing me and it started with Super Bowl MVP, Larry Brown. And then went to Mike Orvin and him and Troy just started going around the horn with retired guys first and, you know, just birds of a feather. And then, um, yeah, just, you know, I did Super Bowl parties and I expanded my brand. And then, you know, I got into the philanthropic work around the same time, too, with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I was Big Brother of the Year. And that's really what kind of opened the door to a lot of my corporate relationships yeah. um, by getting involved with them. And um, I was Big Brother of the Year in 2004. And, you know, it was kind of like, hey, I've got some friends. Why don't we bring some friends to these galas and let's bring some um, celebrities here and put some faces on this uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters program. So it just kind of ex expanded my brand from there. And then, yeah, kind of like a aggressive fire just went wild. So, man, that's and, – and I love how just that trickle effect. You meet one person. Sometimes God just puts that one person in front of you, and it's and – it's, yep. it's, I'm a firm believer of, of timing. Like, you know, it's, it's – we're not we, – I've said this on the show before, and those of you that listen, it, it's not – we're not on our time. We, we are, are on borrowed time, and that's God's time. And, and right. you know, we pray, and we do what we need to do and, and live a godly life as much as we can – and he will put the right people in front of you. And it sounds like TK had that happen and, and just you ran with it from there. I want to talk about your companies. You're talking about your brand, uh, Verve. And looking at it, you have like several of them. So Verve Systems LLC, and then there, there's several others that, yeah, that fall that's under that. Is that correct? Or Yep. Uh -huh. We have the parent company that we have a bunch of different brands underneath the umbrella. Okay. And um, so, uh, yeah. So rewinding a little bit, uh, 2008 when uh, the industry, the world was taking a dump, um, you know, every gas price is going up. People are getting laid off right and left. Uh, my corporate shareholders brought me in early one morning, asked me to um, basically get rid of half the company. And I was like, man, you can start with me. I'm out of here. And um, that's kind of where it was like, you know, if I'm going to make people millions of dollars, it's going to be me. It's going to be the Cullen family, not everybody else's family. And so um, when I came home one o'clock, at June 2nd, 2008, my wife was like, uh, what are you doing home? I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny. I resigned today. And, you know, I was making up for 300 K a year. And it was just one of those, uh, like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what will happen, but we'll figure it out. And, 
you know, the next year and a half literally just got killed. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we lived off savings and just nothing was turning out and a couple bad investments. And I mean, it was just, things went downhill pretty quick. And, you know, at that time, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have, have a college education and there was guys with masters and PhDs out in the market looking for jobs. And, um, I mean, it was just, uh, oversaturated of people being laid off at the time. So it was the worst time in the, probably in the history to literally leave my job to go find something else. But I mean, I was, I was applying it everywhere from target to Walmart, you name it, just try to do something to stay alive. And, um, I mean, we need like 10 grand one day, like it was literally like 10 grand. We're going to lose our house. We're going to lose pretty much almost everything. And, um, and I was just drained. I mean, I had gone through every single opportunity I could, every opportunity I've ever had dried up um, just because there's no market, no marketplace for it at the time. And yeah, I just finally one morning hit my knees and I was like, you know, I don't even care. God, you know, you got it. And, you know, I'm gonna leave it on you. I'm done stressing on this. And what I realized I spent about a, a year and a half of trying to do everything myself. And I kid you not, by the time I got off my knees, Within about an hour, I got two phone calls. I got a phone call from one uh, retired cowboy player that was like, hey, you got to come. And this was on a Tuesday. Said, you got to come to um, South Lake this week. I want to show you this uh, a new performance mouthpiece. And I'd love for you to help us get in with the current Dallas Cowboy players. And I was like, man, I'm not coming over to South Lake for that. And then I got another call from an, uh, a current cowboy that was like, hey, come over. Let's go have lunch. I'm getting ready to go to camp. And um you know, I won't, I won't see you until the end of September, October, by the time, you know, uh, everything starts kind of get, you know, the uh, dust starts to settle by the time we get back from camp season starts. So I was like, man, let me call you back. Let me see if I can clear my schedule tomorrow. The reality is I had to go out and check my gas tank, see if I had enough gas in my truck to actually get to Dallas and back. And uh, I did. I had about three quarters. And I was like, okay, well, I can make it there and back pretty much the last supper. And um, next morning, Man, I uh, got up, did a little P90X in the house, couldn't even afford a freaking, uh, you know, gym membership at the time. And um, you got to remember, I mean, you go from, you know, high six figures to zero. Yeah. And it makes you realize real quickly, like, what's important. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, how unfrugal we were with our money when we were making a lot of it. You know, we were spending a lot of it on just stupidness. And anyway, so I went and had lunch and, uh, Dropped him off. He's like, hey, come in, play Madden. And I was like, man, I'm going to beat the traffic. And he's like, come in. I got to talk to you. I got to give you something. So I, I, I went in. Go in his home office. Throws this big book open. Um, writes the check out. Throws it up about three times. Hands to me. I'm like, no, nope, I'm not. I'm good. He's like, you're not good. And he's like, this is probably minimum what I owe you. Because when I work with professional athletes and celebrities, I never charge them. I just really appreciated the friendship more than I never did it for the money. I always did it for the relationship and just being with them guys and girls. And um, he was like, you're going to take this check. And I took it and he was like, now tell me what's going on. So I told him and he just kind of had this little smile on his face. And he was like, bro, look, don't put your family through this. Like, you know, get rid of your ego. Um, you know, you need help. Come ask me, bro. Man. Like, don't try to do all this on your own. Like, it's stupid. And, uh, you know, we hugged it out. I left on him, you know, good luck to camp. He had a great season actually. And I left and, uh, got on the highway, pulled that check out and it was $10,000 to the penny. Oh. And I didn't ask for, I didn't ask for it. <laughs> that's just what he, that's just what he wrote out. And yeah. that's kind of when I knew at that point, I didn't kind of knew, I knew at that point, like, okay, God's got this Yeah. and I don't need to worry about anything anymore. And then, um, so that same day that, uh, that following Thursday of the same week, I got a call from that play, cowboy player again. He's like, you have to come over and check these mouthpieces out. And I was like, man, I don't know. He's like, look, we'll pay you X amount of money per 
cowboy player that you get fitted. I'm like, done. So I, I go look at them. And that's actually how I got into performance mouthpieces at that point. Um, I was doing consulting for some uh, different companies because they would come to me asking me to go get the current players fitted and um, with the product. And then after the second company in 2010, um, one of the, the third CEO of this company, he was in there for about 60 days doing his due diligence. And he called me. He's like, man, these guys are upside down. I'm out of here. And facetious. I was like, hey, we should start our own, our own company, which we did. Um, and six and a half years into that, I was like, okay, we need to, we need to make a retail product that everybody can buy that will do what this um, custom fitted orthotic does. It needs to be around 50 bucks. And he didn't want to do it. And I was like, great, buy me out. And we're still friends to this day. You know, no hard feelings. I'm, I'm out of here. And uh, took about, I don't know, six, seven months off. And while I was doing that, that's when um, publishing company, Bike Vellum, reached out. And it's like, hey, well, you should do a book. And I was back, back into doing some speaking engagements and traveling. And he was like, man, you need a book. I'm like, I'm not writing a book. He's like, no, you got to do a book, blah, blah, blah. And so I did. I, I wrote my autobiography. I read it. It was very therapeutic. I read it, called him back, said, man, this book sucks. It's about me. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I'd be embarrassed to sell this. And um, he was like, no, you got to do one. And I said, look, if you let me do the book I want, more of a self-help book, then I'll do it. And he's like, we've never done one of those. I'm like, that's it. Either take it or leave it. He's like, all right, write it. Let's look at it. And um, not too long before that, my wife had said something to me like, you need to get, you need to stop your whining and get back to winning. And that was kind of where I was like, oh, there's the title right there. And uh, cause you know, I was, I was still upset that, you know, I put six and a half years into the last company and, right. you know, and here I am now 46 again, starting square one again. And, you know, I was just probably, you know, again, you know, whining and whining and we, you know, now blah, 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 blah. And so she kind of gave me that little kick in the bottom. And so I ended up writing a book and it did real well. And then um, they got a new editor came in and said, you know what, this really needs to be a workbook. I think we sold like 20,000 plus copies of the first one. She's like, I think this would work better as a workbook where people could take notes. You know, if you want, let's redo it. So they did. They redid it again. And um, and it's done really well. And it's done really well. And it's basically just, uh, you know, everything I've learned from amazing individuals. And um, and I'm just a guy who's like, look, nowadays, you don't have to uh, spend a lot of time on education and whatnot. If you want to do something, there's so much stuff out there at the Internet, YouTube, you name it, that you can pretty much find anybody who's doing what you want to do and just you need to copy them and research them how they get there what they do yeah and that's kind of what i started doing i started getting a bunch of other dentists and doctors calling me hey come help us with our mouthpiece mouthpiece company and uh blah 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 my wife was like i don't know why you just don't do your own and you need to do your own company the problem with you is you've always done it with somebody else they've always been the majority you've been the minority but you're the guy that has all the relationships bringing in the money doing you know pretty much 90 percent of the work and, um, but you don't really have decision-making authority and that's where you need to go do your own. And I was kind of like, man, babe, I'm not even into this right now. Let me, like, don't even talk to me about this. And, um, and then at the same time, while that was happening, Roger Clemens and I were on the phone one day and I was like, Hey, Rocket, what do you think about doing a celebrity softball game that kicks off OUT weekend? We'll do University of Texas versus University of Oklahoma. And we'll kick off OUT football weekend, college football weekend here in Dallas. He's like, Oh my God, put it together. And that was also going on in 2017. So right before the, the first game in October of that year is when I had that last talk to the doctor when my wife was like, Hey, you should do your own. And, um, and then literally probably 10 days before the game rocket called and he's like, Hey, what do you think about Matthew and Toby playing? I'm like, Matthew and Toby who? And he's like, uh, cause I'm thinking athletes. Yeah. 
He's like, uh, McConaughey and Toby Keith. Have you heard of those guys? And I was like, well, F yeah, those guys can play. What are you talking about? And, um, so Toby and Matthew came and played and, and we got to spend a lot of time before and during and after that game. And then after the game, uh, Rocket pulled me aside and said, Hey, look, with Matthew and Toby, all four of us were in a little small room. They said, Hey, look, here's what we're thinking. Why don't we all team up on this and we'll raise money for our foundations and what, you know, we'll equally split whatever's left over TK between the four of us. Our portions are going to our foundations. You donate your portion, whatever you want. Home Survivor Foundation, Big Brothers, whatever you want to do. And I was like, Great, let's do it. So we did that. After that game is when I decided, Okay, you know, I'm going to do my own company. And then it was like anything else. I'm going to go surround myself with the smartest people out there. Yeah. Made a list of everything I'm good at, everything I'm not good at, and started filling in the gaps on the list of everything I'm not good at. And um, and the other thing, I learned a lot of lessons from the last company that I'd started with uh, my partner. We were a lot of the same. So it's kind of like two right brains always working together. And yeah. I mean, we were in the bottom of the punch bowl most of the time drinking our own punch juice, how great we were. And I really needed the left side of the brain, the creative side, somebody who can also, you know, check and balances for both sides. And um, so I found that my partner, uh, Karan Raj Bahandari, and Raj has been amazing. And in, in with everything we do with Verve on the branding and, um, you know, poor guy probably actually works harder than I do. I'm the one who gets to come up with a lot of the ideas and uh, put the deals together. And I just kind of toss it over to Raj and go, great. Now figure out what we're going to call this brand and what we're going to do with it. And, and he's really the Willy Wonka, as I call him, on on really creating everything. But then we had another partner, Michael Bloom, who um, pretty much tested out of Yale for his MBA. I call him the Rain Man with uh, personality. And then we got some of the great doctors on our team, from Dr. Christine Stevie uh, from Minneapolis, who deals with frequencies and um, helping people reset their brains uh, and bodies from trauma. Uh, you know, Colonel uh, Michael Zupan, who's 22-year human performance um, director at the Air Force Academy. Who's actually helping with all of our R&D with everything we do with all of our products. So, and, and the list goes on and on. I mean, I could go on with our, who our team is, but it's just been amazing. So it started with the mouthpieces while we were doing our industrial design guy, Peter Chan was working on that. Yeah. Um, the hemp bill got passed in the beginning of 2019. Some veterans came to me and said, Hey, you should start a CBD brand. Uh, we looked into it and we we're like, you know what we will, we did. Um, we're pretty much a 50 percent off 100 percent of the time company when when it regards to our cbd because um it started for 50 percent for veterans their families first responders and their families yeah um and it did really well then uh covet hit and then i had a lot of our clients who weren't veterans or first responders calling going hey can we get a we need some help right now during covid and it was just like you know what go 50 percent off 100 percent of the time like we just want to make sure we can get people the proper help where we can get them off the prescription meds is our number one um, go with uh, Burt Forever. And um, so, yeah, BurtForever.com. That's all the CB. We got a bunch of new stuff launching actually tomorrow, April 1st. And, um, oh, and April Fool's Day. Okay, be a good day to launch everything. And um, so we got that coming out. Then from there, we went into apparel brand, a patriotic apparel brand that did really, really well. Yeah. Um, we sold out all of our inventory. Then we had, um, you know, at the end of 2020, 2021, uh, the supply chain issues. So we've just kind of put up stop on that. That's the only product we don't that's not made in the USA is actually the apparel shipped over from Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and then we decorated it all here in the US. And I mean, I looked at I couldn't tell you how many companies I looked at USA made products. And honestly, they were just too high for us and just not the same quality. Yeah. And uh, so um, but obviously all of our uh, CBD and stuff is all, um, you know, the, it's grown and processed here in the US. Um, 
And then we created the, um, then I actually bought my last company mouthpiece, um, the lab back. So I got my old company's uh, lab back and uh, now that they're out of business. And um, so we got back into the performance mouth. We're on a custom side. Our um, retail products will launch this fall and you'll be seeing them on national TV. I got a, I got a question about that because I, I it's probably beginning of 23. I noticed on the, on the, uh, mouthpieces and stuff there's there's you send it in and the, and and the people get fitted for it they have like a fitting kit that they send yeah, and they so send we that have, in Is yeah that... so we have yeah yeah so we have two we'll have two sides to our mouthpiece we have a custom fitted side which i always say is for our one percenters right it's not for everybody it's for really the individuals that are like you know constantly training really end up with their bodies um and this normally was when i was first started this industry it was a twenty five hundred dollar product uh, we got it down to uh, about a thousand bucks. Um, I think on our site right now, six ninety nine. But we give it fifty percent off. Um, same thing, hundred percent. So it's three forty nine, and you get a custom dental product um, that the dentist can't even make. And what this does is, it actually there's a lower one. Yeah. Uh, that's so on your lower jaw that is for training. Like I use it when I do Pilates, lift, uh, workout, whatever. Uh, my wife uses it when she does Pilates and yoga. Um, and then I also have another one that I. If you sleep in at night, a lower one that just I use for sleep. But what happens is the product, when you tense, it actually opens your airway, pulls your jaw forward, gives you the proper vertical uh, between your teeth and, um, and it opens your airway kind of like CPR. So it's really more what I tell people is the carburetor for your body. So as an athlete or whatever, whoever's using it, when your output is high, you got to get high recovery oxygen to keep your, keep your performance high for your body. We have a bunch of special operations wearing it from, from SEAL teams, uh, 75th Ranger Regiment, um, as well the uh, custom fitted one helps a lot of those guys and girls, um, special operation command sleep at night, even though they're still sleeping four to five hours a night. They're actually, because there's so much oxygen in their brain and body, they're waking up feeling like they slept six or seven. Nice. They're more rested. Um, so um, that's what that product does. But then the other thing was, again, with the custom, with the retail one, I wanted to make sure the other 99% could get a mouthpiece for protection on the upper or the lower uh, for performance. And, um, but again, I wanted it where it was, you know, um, affordable. And again, it will hit the market less than 50 bucks. Nice. So it's pretty cool. It's a really amazing product. And we'll be the first retail product of its kind in the uh, market. It's not a boiling buy where you boil in the water and you, you know, it's actually almost about as close to custom fitted as it can be too. And again, all of those products are all made in the USA. Then we just came out with some sprays we're launching tomorrow too. Um, we have a we have our, our set of vitamin sprays, but we also have a sleep spray with melatonin in it that has been done really well in helping a lot of our veterans with PTS um, actually get sleep. Again, I'm such a huge, you know, I hate prescription meds. Yeah, they're the worst thing for you on this planet. The VA over meds are, are veterans. That's the reason why our suicide rates through the roof, yep. you know, between prescription meds and then, you know, self-inflicting medications like alcohol, marijuana, heroin, whatever some of our veterans are doing. And it's just not our veteran community. It's, it's everybody in the yeah. U.S. right now. You cannot go to the doctor right now without leaving, without a prescription. Right. It's not going to happen. I don't care if it's a hangnail and you went in there to get a Band-Aid on it. You're leaving with a prescription. Yeah. So that's where we've gone to as a society. But all those chemicals in our body. Um, is actually hurting our body. And, and same thing with our youth. You see so many problems with our youth nowadays, but, you know, they're putting them on Ritalin and Adderall and all these different products uh, to help them with ADHD and all these different, I don't know, OCD, who knows what else. I, I don't even know all the alphabet letters and all those things, <laughs> but I can promise you, I would have, I would have probably been medicated up as a kid because I couldn't sit still. I hated 
School was boring to me, all the above, you know, and I only went to school just, especially in high school, just for the girls and sports. Um, and if it wasn't having to keep up a certain grade point average, I'd probably dropped out in the sixth grade. So, you know, that's what kept me going. And, um, you know, now what, where my main motivation is today is every day I have a thing right on my computer. I look at when I kick it on every day is what else. And that's really where I am every day is like, what else, what else can I achieve today that nobody would expect Tim Clinton to be able to achieve. And, you know, my wife has finally thrown in the towel because I can't tell you how many times she is like, Oh my God, you don't even know nothing about that. And I'm like, well, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm doing it. So, you know, even with the celebrity games, you know, started our first game was in 2015. Marcus Luttrell and I teamed up. Uh, we did a little celebrity softball game for the Lone Survivor Foundation. You know, I played all Air Force softball when I was in the military. I hate telling everybody that, but I had a really good fish <laughs> life in the military and uh, for six and a half years. And all I did was play sports. And when I was in the Philippines, I played all base team soccer, base team uh, slow pitch softball. So I got to travel Pacific for 90 days softball, come home for about a month in the Philippines, travel again for 90 days. With soccer, came to Air Force Base in Colorado Springs next. Played semi-pro football with the civilian team down there. Played on the base team. Played on some A, a civilian teams. And then ended up making the all-Air Force team as an alternate and then a full-timer. And uh, so I did that for my last three and a half years. And um, so anyway, I had a really good career. And um, I was officially an electrician in the Air Force, even though I didn't really do a lot of electrical. I did more <laughs> uh, hitting softballs than anything. But. Um, but it's a great career. So anyway, getting out, then you get out and you get busy, you get in corporate world then eventually you have kids. And, and, uh, so I always still had a passion for it. And, you know, I go to a ton of black tie galas, I actually have one to go to the night for uh, children's cancer foundation in Dallas. And, um, I love all those and I, and I love going to those events, but I'm not a good person to get dressed up and sit around. And so Marcus and I were just talking one day and I was like, Hey, what do you think about a celebrity softball game? So Marcus took the celebrity team. I took the co-ed veteran team. It was a co-ed game. I think we raised like forty dollars to $50,000. It was really put together quickly. We played at Rice University, but everybody had a blast. The yeah. fans had a blast. The celebrities love hanging with the veterans. The veterans love hanging with the celebs. Um, a lot of celebrity or a lot of veterans that played in that game, nobody even knew at the time. Joey Jones, my boy who's on Fox now, uh, has tons of shows on Fox Nation. Jacob Schick, the executive director of one tribe uh, who was actually the executive director of 2020, 22 kill before they changed it over. And Scott Brown yeah. from Scooter Brown band and see yeah. Dees, uh, mother of uh, American hero, Danny Dees and John Tigan and uh guy who else, Mark guys from 13 hours, Tegan Oz. I mean, it was just so many great veteran celebs that played in the game. We had such a blast. Everybody, like I said, it was just a perfect trifecta. And that's when it was like, okay, there's something here. So, Clemens and I did the OUT game, which was up at Frisco Rough Riders, which is a double-A ballpark, really, to me, one of the best minor league ballparks in the nation. Um, that's where we have our OUT game. And then uh, 2020 shut bo uh, both games down. And then at the end of 2020, the Rangers were like, hey, why don't you bring your games to Globe Life Field? I was like, man, I don't know if I can afford Globe Life. And uh, But again, uh, not being smart enough to probably say no, I said yes. We did it last year. Hey, it was phenomenal. Um, we did a veteran game first and we did a co-ed game after celebrity co-ed game afterwards. And, um, it was just, everybody had a blast from sponsors to the fans, to the athletes and celebrities. It was just a big celebrity weekend. And, um, this year we'll be doing it again, June 11th at Globe Life Field. This year, we're actually just doing the celebrity game and it always happens, but you never know on the first one. It's always like, I don't know if there'll be a year or two. So we're doing it anyway. We always do a veteran game, but the veteran game always pushes the celebrity game too far back, and then you never get to finish the celebrity game. And 
that's probably the number one thing you hear from fans. Like, we didn't get to finish the Celebrity Game. So this year, it's going to be a Celebrity Game, but I will have a lot of my veteran friends that's been with me from day one, co-ed veteran friends on both sides. Um, they'll also be on the Celebrity Teams. And, and so we will have the veteran element there. And then we're raising money for Best for Child Rescue, which is Craig Sawman oh, Sawyer yeah. Foundation yeah. against sex trafficking. And uh, Sawman's a great friend of mine, and he's a bourbon ambassador as well. And then we got um, – Scott Husing, Major Scott Husing, oh, yeah. who wrote the book Echo Normandi, who's another amazing door kicking stud. He um, he uh, also helped found SaveTheBrave.org, yep. and uh, they're just a phenomenal organization. What they're doing with veteran suicide and awareness and everything else, and they give a lot of their money back to other veteran organizations as well. So um, those are the two foundations that um, will be participating this year. And great, and I'm excited great. to have them. last year was Votes of Honor, which everybody can see Votes of yeah, great, great organizations, and and having uh, Craig, the Sawman, and 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 Scott uh, on there, they've both been on the show in the in the past year. I want to I want to back up here. I I'm I'm laughing on the inside because it's like he's answered every folks. Those of you that are listening, haven't gone any over any questions with with TK prior to him coming on the show. He's answered every question that I've had written down, and we're going to make sure that we have when the, uh, when you're listening to this in the show notes underneath, you'll be able to see all the uh, the links uh, that TK was talking about for uh, the performance labs, the C- uh, Vert Forever for the CBD. Strongly recommend you guys checking that stuff out, uh, and then. He mentioned the, the Celebrity Softball Classic, which is June 11th this year. Tickets go on sale April 15th, so coming up here very soon when this show drops. Um, and you'll be able to go to CelebritySoftballClassic.org uh, to, to get those tickets. And, and TK, where exactly is that? That's that's in Texas? Globe Life Field, Arlington, Texas, baby. Love it. Love it. Um, We're going to do some fun stuff with it this year, too. Um you know, it's kind of gotten under a, a thing of, you know, where people are like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a veterans game. And, and no, it's actually a celebrity game that just happens to raise money for some veteran organizations. Yeah. And we're going to do some fun stuff this year that um, it's going to be a lot like MLB All-Star Weekend. The jerseys are all buttoned up uh, from top to bottom. They'll be red and white. And then uh, all the players who actually have Texas Rangers red ball caps on. Um, since we are doing a Globe Life Field, it makes it a little bit more fun for all the participants that come in from all over the U.S., and then uh, we're going to do a little bit of like a rock and jock type uh, game. Like we're going to have a little home run derby before whoever, whichever team out of the four people win the uh, home run derby, we're going to add five runs to the uh, score to start the game. We'll have some banners hanging out there on the field, um, on the uh, outfield walls that if a ball were to hit one of those banners, they might get 10 runs added right then. So it's just kind of crazy. We'll do some stuff in between innings, um, you know, some challenges between two teams. Um, you know, you might get a run or two runs added in between innings. So we're trying to do some fun stuff also to keep the fans engaged. We're doing a ton of really fun stuff with our media, with our radio state, local radio station, Spectrum Media, um, that um, if you, you know, enter their contest, if you win, you and a friend will get to come and sit in the dugout, enjoy the game. Some really cool stuff like that. And then we'll have a lot of, um, you know, giveaways during the game as well through social media. You know, you post them on social media, they'll draw your name, number, whatever, and uh, maybe get an autograph, you know, hat, ball, whatever. Uh, but there's so many great players from Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott's coming, Trayvon Diggs, uh, Michael Irvin, um, the Gronkowski brothers, Todd Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. And then we have so many amazing females from Bonnie Joe Laughlin, Brooke Ensie, Danielle Martin, 
um, Donna D'Erico, <laughs> Stacy uh, Dash. I mean, it's just it's all star loaded this whole this whole year. I can't wait. Absolutely amazing with what you're doing with that, folks. Check it out, CelebritySoftballClassic.org. You're gonna be. We'll have that in the links below. Um, I got two more things for you, Tim. Yep. Real quick question. I want to go back to the book and hit on this real quick because this thing really kind of just uh, it kicks you it kicks you in the feels. And I and and I'm gonna go as far as to say this is. It's it's an easy read, and I love the fact that it's a workbook for, for guys like me. I have a I grew up with a learning disability, so it was hard for me to yep. read and comprehend, and it was very easy for me to go through. So thank you for that, because I felt like yeah, he he did this for Adam. Well, you yeah. know, it's it's written by somebody with a third third grade education, so, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> and so, where can people if the people want to get this, where can they purchase the book? It's actually it's actually on Amazon.com. Perfect. And they just type in uh, "Stop Winning," start. Start winning. Stop. Stop wanting. Start winning. And uh, you think after five years, I'd know by now. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, just go in and uh, type it in, and you'll see it pop up. The other thing about this book, I don't make any money off this book. I never want to make any money. Any royalties that come back, the the, the publisher just sends me books. Yeah. And I, I give a ton of those books away to, you know, high school players, football teams, uh, really just about anybody and everybody. Um, you know, this book was never written, honestly, where there's so many authors that want to be authors. And I never did want to be an author. It wasn't a passion of mine. Um, you know, I get so many people all the time talking about like, yeah, you need to write another book. I'm like, man, I barely got that one done. But, um, you know, it's really more for me is I, I look back at when I did this book, I looked at myself. It was like if I was a 15, 16, 17 year old kid and I had a chance to, that I could read something pretty simple and understand it pretty easily that can maybe help me move along. Um, you know, so the number one chapter, as you know, is success by design. Yep. And that's what I learned early on coming out of the air force uh, through a mentor of mine. And um, it's really the people you surround yourself is really going to dictate your success levels. And um, that's really what I started learning. And for me, um, as you read in the book, uh, this, you know, completely straightforward, complete honesty, um, there's a lot in there, what we talked about too, about going through the accident and kind of how a lot of things that changed my life and changed my perspective and, you know, things that, uh, really got me to looking outside the normal. And, and, you know, everybody has so much talent. God has given everybody so much talent and blessings and the devil gets in our head and keeps telling us why we can't, why there's no way we will. And that holds everybody back. And I, I just got to a point where I'm like, man. I've got, I've got God on my, on my, on my back and he's got my back and I'm not even using what he's given me to my, to my, you know, um, to my full potential. And it was literally like, I got to start dreaming bigger. I got to start thinking bigger and I got to, you know, like I've got a billion dollar check already written out to myself again on my computer. And, um, and I have no doubt that I'll, I'll cash that thing one day without a doubt. And I don't do stuff for the money. I don't do it for, I do it honestly for the challenge. I, I, I challenge myself every single day. I, I don't care what other people are doing. I, I'm always rooting for everybody else. I want everybody to do great in their life. I'll, I'll be your biggest fan. Yeah. But, um, you know, what you're doing in life isn't affecting me what I do in my life. I focus on what I got to do, what my goals are, um, you know, in life, there's ups, downs, and arounds. And that's the other thing I, I got to deal with very early on is adversity. And once you start learning that um, where you can – adversity is not that big of a deal and you can start handling it, you know how to handle adversity, 
man, life becomes pretty easy real quick. And cause we all, we all deal with diversity on a daily basis. Um, you know, I always tell everybody gravity holds us to this earth. It's kind of like the same thing with negativity, right? Yep. You're going to have more, your body is just more prone to be negative than is positive in a lot of cases. It's, it's not easy to be successful. It's not easy every day to wake up, be positive. It's not easy every day to get up and go, okay, I don't feel like going to the gym today, but I got to go. Man. I don't feel like going to Pilates today, but I got to go. I don't feel like doing this today, but I got to. And that's just life in general, right? And a lot of people make life hard. It's not really hard. It's pretty simple. And there's so many things available to all of us nowadays that, again, we didn't have even 10 years ago, let alone 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. Um, you know, those those entrepreneurs back then, like they really had to put in some serious work. Uh, not that we don't nowadays, but there's a lot of avenues that we can cheat and get get to the uh, finish line of hitting our goals a lot faster than what they could back then. And um, so that's my thing. I tell everybody is like, find something you're passionate about and go for it. Don't quit your day job just yet. Right. But. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got plenty of time to come home from your day job to work on your side job and the yeah. weekends work on your side hustle. And, you know, and again, it's not going to be easy and it does take a lot of time and it is a slow start fast to finish. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And you just have to really be focused on, um, the long, the, the long-term game of being an entrepreneur. And I, I can't tell you how many people are like, man, I quit my job. I'm going to do this. And so like, you did what? Like, yeah. how are yeah. you paying your bills? Well, I don't really know. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Go get your job back, bro. Yeah, like, don't that, quit your job. That and I, and I said that because in two thousand, in fact, tomorrow will be my anniversary. Was in two thousand and thirteen, I walked into my corporate job, was making decent money, and I just I was just sick of the politics and everything else, and and I I walked out and it was the first job I actually quit. I just went in. It was April Fools, and I and I quit my job. I woke up April second, and I was like. Oh my God, what did I just do? There's no money in the bank. I'm a single parent. I have custody of my kid. And it was just like failure is now not an option. And and I tell everybody, I am a prime example of what not to do. I've, I've been very, I'm where I'm at today. And I've, I'm going to say this again. I've said this all the time. I'm here where I'm at by the grace of God, the grace of God only. I, I work hard. Don't get me wrong. But it's not me that's, that's it, God's given me a, a purpose and a direction and, and, Tim said earlier, find a purpose. I'm not a big believer in in chasing the money. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a capital. I love make. I love money. I, I I love it when the bills come and being paid. Pay your bills. More importantly, if I have money, I could help other people get to where they want to go. And that's then I realized. Wait a minute. That that's my purpose is helping as many people as I can while I'm here. I have a platform yeah, that allows me to help other people. And if you focus on the purpose, everything else falls into place. So, yeah, when I used to hire people, I, you know, I'd ask him, what's your, you know, and it's always a trick question, right? You want to come work for me, but what's your purpose? What's your whole purpose here? Is it all about making money or helping people? Yeah. Yep. So as an, as somebody being interviewed, you're going, uh, what does this guy want to hear from me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, really it's about helping people. It was always my answer. Amen. Because if you focus on helping people first, the money always comes. Absolutely. <sighs> you're always focusing on money, then you become, you know, dependent on it. Sales. And you're, and you, you get, well, you, you become a sales guy. Then you yeah. are a sales guy. And yeah. You start making decisions probably not best for not only you, but for other people. And, you know, and it's just, it's just the wrong way to go. And it's always like, if you focus on helping people first, the money always comes. And I remember telling my partner, like, we're going to do 50% off 100% of the time. And he was like, bro, like, I got to tell you, like, I don't think that's probably good for us. I'm like, it's going to be great for us. Yeah. Like we're here to help people, bro. And like, I would rather have, you know, 
thousands of people buying our product than hundreds oh, at 50 percent off and then he started you know thinking about it and guess what happened thousands of people do buy our products at 50 percent off and again we're very great grateful that they do buy our products but on the flip side i'm more grateful that it's actually helping them and they're getting to that you know 50 percent off what anybody else can get the good products to them for yeah and that's and it always comes back right and the same thing with our mouthpiece the same thing with everything else i probably give more more free products away than probably most should but Again, it's like, man, if you can't afford it, I'll help you. I don't care. It's, it, you know, it always comes back around. You know, I never have to worry about, you know, my bills or anything else because the good Lord's always got me. Yeah, amen. And again, stay focused on that. I stay focused on what can I do to help other people. Um, and, you know, the other thing people have to understand, too, is be careful what you ask for because success is not easy. Right. And the higher up the food food chain you go, the more responsibilities you have, the more um you know, I promise you, you will be doing a lot more for other people because you don't have a choice. Right. And, um, you know, there are days that you're like, man, I just wish I didn't even have to have a phone. And uh, but again, you know, you ask for it and it's your job to, again, continue to help push forward and help other people push forward. And and again, so it's just exciting stuff. I love mentoring younger people. Um, I still get calls. I mean, I get calls from generals and one and two star generals right now that will call and go, hey, what do you think about this or that? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I barely got out of high school, um, you know, with a B average, C, C plus, B minus average. And um, and I did a one one semester in, of college in the Air Force at Chapman University. I got a 4.0 and I was like, I'm done. It's cutting in my cell phone. I'm leaving on top. Can't get better at 4.0. No reason to disappoint myself. We're done. Right. And um, but what I really realized is what I was really good at is cheating. And when you're in high school, I always kid everybody. I'll say, man, I sit next to this girl who was an honor student and I pretty much had her classes for four years and I pretty much cheated off her for four years straight. And I threw off a little bit, but not enough. I should have been honor student too, as much I cheated off her, but, uh, she got me through. But the thing is when you're in high school or college, you know, you get reprimanded for cheating. Yeah. And, and um, it's looked upon as a bad thing, but when you're in the real world, cheating is, the number one thing. Right. And you always go look for somebody who's doing what you want to do and you copy them. And so even like with my companies, it was like looking at how we want to structure this company. Who are the best companies out there? Well, Apple came to mind first. So I started looking at Steve Jobs and Wozniak and what they did. And, you know, these guys didn't do anything except create one computer. They made one. And then they sent it off to China to be reproduced at a high scale, at a high volume. And then those computers came from China back to the U.S. to a fulfillment center but what Steve Jobs is great at was marketing and getting people excited about the next big thing. And even then, he made a ton of mistakes. A lot of people don't remember that. He almost lost everything. And then he did a commercial during the Super Bowl in 1984, just pretty much pushed all the chips in on the table. And it was a huge success, and it killed. And it, it kind of took uh, uh, Apple to a whole nother level. And, um, you know, but again, if you start looking like, man, I don't want it to, I don't need to open up a factory. There's already factories doing what I want to do anyway. Let's go team up with them. Let's invest in them. There's already great CBD farms and labs out there doing things. Why recreate the wheel? Let's go team up with them. You know, everything we do with our own with our own dental lab, everything. I mean, it's, it's you know, finding somebody who already knows what they're doing, teaming up with them. And and everybody, it's a win-win for everybody, right? Yeah. And again, it, it limits my risk and what I do with my company. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you should uh, open up stores. Why? Why would I want to open up stores when when most people buy e-commerce anyway today? Right. And if I open up a brick and mortar, then I got to pay rent on that. I got to pay insurance. I got to pay people to work it. I got to pay inventory. I got to pay, like, there's no reason. Right. But, you know, mindset is, 
we have to do things a certain way to be successful. And the reality is you don't, you don't have to do it. You don't have to follow the general norm. Uh, and that's why even in corporate worlds, that's why you see so many horrible managers in the corporate worlds. They're great producers. They become a manager. Well, how are they taught being, how were they taught when they were in production? Right. Do your job or you're getting fired. So what do they know? How do they manage? Do your job or you're getting fired. And it doesn't turn out very well for them. So again, success is by design, read books, study YouTube, find out who's out there doing what you want to do and copy. If, if listen, yeah. folks, if this is, if, if you're, if you're thinking about starting a business, whether you're looking to start a business or not, you, I'm going to put uh, the link for TK's book uh, in the show notes. Um, when you guys are listening to this, this is, I was going to say this earlier. There's two books. That's really kind of that I've read cover to cover several times. And, and the one that really hit home with me was Napoleon's Hill book, uh, outwitting the devil. And yeah. that, and that one there often gets overlooked by his, his, you know, think and grow rich one, but outwitting the devil was, a, was an important book to me. Stop, uh, stop whining, start winning is is right there I, in my opinion this this i couldn't put this down i'm i'm halfway through it the second time already um, wow. and and it's it's just I, I can't thank you enough we're we're running up on time tk i got one more question for you yep. the show that you're on right now is called the decision hour we make yep. decisions every day you you have <laughs> talked about quite a few decisions but but name a time in your life where your feet were on the line you had to make that one decision that one decision what was it, and what was the atmosphere like? Man, daily. It, everything's on the line every day for me. Yeah. I mean, I probably make a thousand decisions every day, whether it's philanthropic stuff to help out, whether it's uh, corporate, whether it's, you know, my company stuff, whether it's friendship, relationship stuff. Um, it's a ton of marital. I mean, you know, with our marriage, with our kids, you name it. I mean, it's a, your whole life is full of decisions. There's two times in my life, I'll tell you, that changed my life. Number one was in, in, in the hospital when I was laying in bed after my accident in 2000. Um, my mom came in and I was having a wine a moment. Again, I just got district manager not too long before that. And I was telling her like, you know, you know, the Oakwood's going to have to find somebody else to run my district. And if I want another district, I'm going to have to relocate. And more than likely, I'll, you know, my wife is not going to want to relocate out of Texas. So more than likely, I'm going to have to go back down to the store and I do not want to do that. Blah, 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 wine and crying. And my mom, of all people who was, you know, she's one of those people who start a job at 18 and retire at 65 from the same desk, same typewriter individual. It's overly loyal in most cases. So it really shocked me when she said this. She said, I would think they would be more worried about losing you than you worried about losing them. Because I know how much money you're making. That means you have to be making them a ton of money. And that was actually the first time that I really realized I had value. And I never really had thought I had value because I wasn't your normal college educated kid, blah, 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 had the degree, all that. So I always felt a little bit like I wasn't good enough. And so to offset that, I always just outworked everybody. I'd be first one in, last one to leave. I just always out hustled everybody. And that's what actually got me to where I am. I mean, you know, running a Fortune 500 company as executive vice president, I was the only one in the company didn't have a degree in management. And people are just kind of looking at me like, you don't even have a degree. It's like, you don't need one. You know, my resume speaks for itself because I already put the hard work in. Yeah. So, um, so that was the first big thing that hit me was everybody has value. What, you don't have to have a college degree to have value. What you bring to the table, that's your value. You, your personality, your, your loyalty, your heart, your everything. That's, that's your value. And you have to understand every single person has it. 
and we need to use more of it. I don't even use all mine that I have. The second thing that got me, and I was very fortunate to be able to do what I do with professional athletes and celebrities, helping them with their branding, name market, uh, brand, uh, name branding, marketing, endorsement opportunities while I was in the corporate world. So I had two things going parallel that I could do while I was, while I was actually in the corporate world. So I had a full-time job, but I still had time to do everything else. And that was really the number one source for me. But when the economy took a hit, our corporation got rid of our customer service manager who had his master's degree. The guy was a superstar. He's 55 years old. I come walking in one morning. I hear, you know, some bunch of F-bombs going off down the, down the hallway. I asked my secretary, like, what's going on? And she's like, I think they let so-and-so go. Of course, I'm not happy about that. I go down there, send the HR lady on. I'm like, I'll handle it. I'm like, dude, calm down, bro. Like, you're, you're a stud. You're not going to have any problems, you know. And, again, I always looked at everybody because you're educated. Man, you're really – you got some good stuff going on. And, anyway, so I was trying to talk him up, and he was like, TK, I'm 55 years old. I've worked my rear end off a corporation since I got out of college. I have missed my kids' birthdays. I have missed sporting events. I have missed life events. I have missed vacations that my family got to take, but I couldn't because I had to work. And for what? And he's like, I'm 55 years old and I'm done. And I'm getting released at the worst time in American history besides the Great Depression. I'm probably going to have to file bankruptcy. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm financially done. And he was like, do not let this happen to you, little brother. I'm telling you, you got so many skills. You don't need corporate. They need you. And he's like, I guarantee you, if you go take a look at what you're, what this company's generating in sales compared to your salary and your bonuses, yeah. I guarantee you it's a point zero zero something. He's like, you're not even getting paid 1%. I would almost bet this house. And he's like, they're not even giving you anywhere close to what your value is. And he was like, man, you're smart. You've got skills. You don't need the corporate. Don't let this happen to you. And that really, those two things were the two biggest things in my life that made me really kind of wake up and go, hmm, that's really interesting. You know what my mom said, what he said, and that whole next almost a year, um, it really, it really weighed on me. And, um, you know, and I really almost was just staying at that point just because of people. And then when they brought me in, said we need to get rid of half the company. That's why I was like, start with my salary. I'm done. But those were the two things. And that's the other thing is, Sometimes you just got to bet on yourself. You know, it's easy to become a slave to the corporate world. It's easy to, you know, you know, get that every two week paycheck. Trust me, there are so many times my wife was going, oh, I wish you just go back to corporate world. It was so much easier. And it was like, mm, it was kind of easier financially. Right. But it was easier because I absentee dad. I was an absentee husband. I was doing 14 hour day, you know, weekends. I was exhausted. I mean, you know. When I left the corporate world, even being broke, it actually put years back on my life um, because, you know, I got to really enjoy my kids. You know, my oldest was going from seventh grade to eighth grade. My youngest was going from third to fourth. My daughter was, I don't even, wasn't even elementary yet, wasn't even kindergarten yet. But then I got to be a stay-at-home dad. I was hustling from the house, um, you know, and you just learn how to do things. All, you know, when you, when you jump out of the nest, you, you actually just learn how to fly. And so I would tell anybody out there that, you know, is on the fence post of, you know, I'd love to do my own thing. Again, don't quit your day job. Um, really do a lot of research on what you want to do. Really know who's already out there doing it. What kind of market is it? What's the opportunity? What kind of money am I going to have to have to start it up? You know, how much capital am I going to have to have in reserve while I'm doing this? All the above, you really need to understand and learn and, and really take the time to understand, um, 
you know, where you are and what you want to do before you make any moves. And again, if you can do it, which most people should be able to do it on their part time after you work a full day job, um, you just got to come in and put in the extra hours if yep. you really want to create your own dream. And then when you start getting your revenue up uh, from your from your whatever you're doing to match what your corporate is, that's when you can bail on your corporate when you're making what you're making there. Then you can bail and go ahead and move on or, you know, enjoy the double checks, yeah. you know, uh, while they're coming in, too. I mean, so there's so many ways you just have to look at it. But the biggest thing is, man, everybody has value. Everybody listening to this has value. I don't care what you think your value is. I can promise you it's high, you know, stay prayerful, stay faithful in everything you do. You know, you can't pray for something and then worry about it. It's an oxymoron. You know, when you pray about something, you do have to let it go. You do have to stay faithful that God's going to take care of you. And it doesn't happen today because, you know, the more what you have to also realize is the tests and the trials that you're going through. Those are actually good things. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think those are bad things, but when it's starting to rain on my, in me personally, and it's just like, man, there's a lot of craziness going on in my life. I actually take a step back and put a smile on my face and thank God, because all that stuff that I'm going through is he's testing me to see if I'm going to buckle or if I'm going to stay faithful and keep pushing forward. And when you can start realizing that, then guess what? All of a sudden the storms don't come as often as they probably normally do for a lot of people. Um, they're far and few in between. And then even those storms don't even come and last very long. But when you're struggling and you're praying for something, you're in the middle of the storm, but you keep worrying, you're going to keep getting rained on and those clouds are not moving until you finally just give it all up, turn it over to God and say, okay, like let it rain. And then the minute you give it up, I promise you the, the rainbow is going to come out. The sunshine is going to come out and you're going to be pressing in the right direction. I I love that. Thank you for saying that, man. That's that's. <laughs> I got goosebumps right now in my arm. Well, it it's, takes somebody so getting true, the rear end kicked to know, you know. <laughs> and me, I've had my rear end kicked, and that's the other thing. Like, I'm that guy that your grandma goes, "Don't touch the stove; it's hot." You touch it. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, "Oh, oh, wait a minute! Actually, was that actually hot? Let me touch it again." Yeah. So, unfortunately, I've had to always learn everything the hard way twice, and yeah. you know, you just get to a point where you finally like, you know what? I'll just take my grandmother's word for it and move on. And, um, yeah, seems like things just happen better, but again, find a mentor, um, success is by design. If you're hanging out with $30,000 a year people, which is nothing bad, but I promise you, you're probably not making over 30,000. Yeah. And that's the other thing. When I started going, Hey, when I came out of the air force, making 1500 bucks a month, you know, people are telling me like, you can make a hundred thousand dollars plus a year in this career. It, it wasn't, I couldn't even fathom it because a hundred thousand dollars, what are you talking about? Right. And then all of a sudden you reach a hundred thousand dollars and you're like, that's not no big deal. Now I want 200. Now you're at 200. You're like, that's not no big deal. Now I want 300. That's not no big deal. Like money is, but I'm still the same guy. I'm still the same everything. Yeah. It's just, I started reaching for higher goals and started working harder to get to the higher levels. And then I started, you know, again, my circle of influence, you know, luckily for me, they're millionaires and billionaires yeah. and, Millionaires and billionaires don't get there by sitting on their, you know, high, you know, on their knees at home all day. Um, and they're also great people that have gone through a lot of great struggles that when you're going through something, you can talk to them and they can help educate you. Absolutely. And a lot of that's in that book Absolutely. of what I've learned and what I've learned from them and what I've gone through. So, and folks, we're going to, we're going to have all that information on the, in the, in the show notes. So make sure you guys check that out. Go ahead, TK. I didn't mean to cut you off. The very last thing, if, if Tim Klun can do live his dream and do anything he wants to in his life, I can promise you, you can too. 
And that's it, folks, right there. TK, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Love you, buddy. If I you need me, call too, me. Man. Absolutely. Folks, that's all the time Thanks that we have. Me. We're going to have all the TK stuff in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. And before we let you go, make sure you go check out our parent company, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the shows, articles, uh, and everything that's going on over there. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.